two things that uh, emergency management deal with in terms of consequence management. What one is individuals, and the other one is infrastructure. And when you're dealing with those two things, uh, the interdependencies and the variables that go with interdependencies are infinite. I spoke by phone with Mr. David Kang at FEMA's headquarters in Washington, D.C. Mr. David Kang currently serves as the director for the Planning and Exercise Division, Response Directorate of the Federal Emergency Management Agency. In this role, Mr. Kang oversees the development of the nation's interagency and joint local, state, and federal response plans for catastrophic incidents and FEMA's exercise conduct. A longer bio can be found in the episode notes. In our interview, we talked about what aspects of project management and skills are critical to effective emergency planning and management, in particular hazard mitigation and operational planning, as well as infrastructure recovery. Let's ride the wave. In a world filled with chaos and a myriad of risks, there is opportunity. You're listening to Riding the Wave, project management for emergency managers where we discuss how we adapt and rise above those rolling waves of hazards and threats we face and rise to the top. And now your host, the president of Pinnacle Performance Management, Andrew Boyarski. I'm here with Mr. David Kang, who is director for the Planning and Exercise Division of FEMA's Response Directorate. Uh, David, I want to thank you very much for uh, joining the podcast and for uh, informing our students of the practices that FEMA uh, carries out in their uh, emergency management sphere. Happy to join you. So I want to kick off by focusing on the role of project management and emergency uh, management. Um, Where does project management play a role in the emergency management work that you've been involved with at FEMA? Yeah, project management is an important uh, aspect and principle towards emergency management. And and it involves pre, during, and post-disaster phases. So it goes across the spectrum of the disaster, um, and uh, it's used extensively for for the the role of application of emergency management principles. Um, so as you look towards project management, the triangle, uh, using the Project Management Institute, uh, some of the theories, it's very similar in how we would manage the disaster from cradle to the grave. And you may think, well, I can see it from uh, recovery work, well, from the recovery side where you're trying to manage all these complex problem sets uh, in project worksheets uh, when at post-disaster, uh, but it really comes into play during operational planning where the elements of project management from forming a team, stakeholders, to initiation of, of an operational plan, to, to closing those out, all those principles do apply in response. And, of course, in the pre-disaster phase, similar to recovery, um, you, we use project management principles for hazard mitigation planning, urban planning, as well as the development aspects within uh, the hazard mitigation side. Uh, so project management uh, is used to develop uh, for us about 121 federal plans. And then the Comprehensive Planning Guide, CPG 101, which is the technical methodology that states and local use to develop emergency operation plans, those are elements of project management as well. So they're do- doing the same thing. And then the exercise realm, they follow project management principles to one start and complete an exercise. So it, parallel to planning, exercise does it the same way. Uh, it's, it's project management by another name. So those are the two examples that I state that we use on a day-to-day basis for our work here at FEMA at headquarters. Uh, according to the Project Management Institute, uh, the elements and principles of project management uh, are used on a daily basis uh, in emergency management. 
what are the biggest pain points with emergency preparedness and management, and I would also cite mitigation, that may be addressed by project management methods and tools? So two things come to mind, stakeholder engagement and complexity. Um, those are, are the pinch points for emergency preparedness, uh, regardless if it's mitigation, recovery, preparedness, or during response. Um, emergency management inherently is a team sport, like most events, um, and so stakeholders have stay, uh, have different types of visions and, and different stakes, stakes and equities. And so corralling all those through good stakeholder management uh, uh, principles, like understanding conflict, understanding how to apply conflict resolution, uh, developing ways to get to yes, all those come into play. And as you know, initiation of a, of a project, as you go through the project itself, may not be the same in terms of scope and vision um, And when you conclude the project. And so get that continuous stakeholder engagement is a very critical, um, especially if the project is new or project is long, um, and, and especially if the projects have uh, various degrees of, uh, of opinions and visions. Uh, within the, the execution of the project. So that's the first pinch point. Uh, the second pinch point is the understanding of complexity, uh, particularly in mitigation and recovery, where you're doing these long-term uh, recovery builds. Uh, it may take time, uh, and, as, and, and it may be complex. So two things that the emergency management deal with in terms of consequence management, what one is individuals and the other one is infrastructure. And when you're dealing with those two things, uh, the interdependencies and the variables that go with interdependencies are infinite. There's infinite ways to look at uh, key decision points. There's infinite ways on what recovery or project should look like. Um, and as a result, that complexity uh, is extremely hard to manage. And this links with scope uh, and figuring out how to, uh, to think in terms of uh, of complex designs and how execution supports complex design in an ever-changing and adaptive environment uh, makes things challenging. So those are two pinch points for um, emergency preparedness and, uh, and management uh, within project management. So on that note, if you reflect back on your career, what are the project management skills that you feel can enhance the performance of emergency managers or those who are tasked with carrying out these types of projects? So two things, to be able to think critically, developing a thesis based upon uh, a good a set of data, uh, having rigorous analysis of the data, uh, and developing a very sound thesis is one uh, way of looking at uh, supplementing your critical thinking skills. Um, and that, that's what you do in a thesis-based graduate program is to be able to thesis, uh, work through the problem set and to be able to defend it. So critical thinking skills is one. The second one is, is to be able to... Uh, uh, quickly digest uh, a tremendous amount of information. Um, I, I think that is a skill set that needs to be that, that quantitative, empirical way of looking at uh, data is very critical to, towards project management. Those two combine uh, allows you to uh, anticipate any problems that may occur in your project or management of the project uh, and, and to have uh, mitigating or hedging actions to avoid uh, go around or work through the problem set. Um, so those are the two skill sets that I would uh, say that you would emphasize during project management. And you can apply that to any sort of, um, not necessarily emergency management, but uh, um, thinking uh, if you're looking at any sort of situation uh, uh, and, and, and the concept is design, 
uh, and, and systems thinking. Uh, but those are the two skill sets that, that I would emphasize. What, what examples do you have of projects in emergency mitigation? And specifically, do you know of any empirical evidence of project management being a major success factor in carrying out those projects? Yeah. Pre-disaster on the mitigation plan, local mitigation plan is a very highly successful um, project management example. Uh, it uses project management uh, principles to develop local hazard mitigation plans. So if you think back to the, the project mining triangle, it uses all those three variables, right? Right, Cost, uh, performance, uh, timelines, all that makes up quality. Those are what makes up a good local hazard mitigation plan. And those attributes actually are used, uh, and derivatives of those attributes are used to develop local hazard mitigation plans. During response, uh, we use the, the same principles. Operational plans from a New York City medical countermeasure distribution plan to the Cascade of Subduction Zone that we've, we've uh, produced use the same type of project management uh, principles. Um, specifically with operational plans, the development of a POAM is critical uh, to accomplish the plan. And then finally, the, the biggest example that you see is in post-disaster where, where the recovery towards, particularly towards infrastructure, where lots of engineering projects are done to, uh, to provide projects or to restore a community's infrastructure. Uh, project management is definitely, the, the, uh, the purest project management principles are used uh, within those project worksheets that are developed for disasters. So all those uh, disasters such as Sandy, um, Katrina, the her busy hurricane season 2017, you're seeing project management principles being used to re reconstruct and to build some of the infrastructures uh, from a disaster standpoint. So what projects um, have you seen in emergency publics and, and public safety sphere that you've seen as successful? And I'd like to drill down into some specifics about what you've seen in terms of what's been, how it's been managed, and then in terms of the response, and then also in terms of the practical aspects of some of the data. I know it's, it's not as if you build a seawall and suddenly the next day you have um, a storm surge that appears out of nowhere to show you that that's been effective. But are there any examples that you have of some of the work that you've been involved in nationwide where you've seen those types of results or have been able to demonstrate those types of results? Yes. There's been lots of success stories uh, from the local to, to state and to national um, where you, the use of, of successful project management has demonstrated proof uh, of one protecting infrastructure um, and for us to better respond towards the, the next disaster. Um, so, uh, and I'll, I'll base this on into categories. So, so levies, from a hazard mitigation standpoint, has been a traditionally great, simple projects um, that uh, local communities and states have used to for, for flooding, for example. That that is that is a classic case, um, and that's the best case, uh, and an easy case uh, uh, that the students can can look at. Uh, from a response and preparedness standpoint. The development of these plans using project management and, and a successful POAM uh, develops shared learning, shared understanding, and then prepares the nation, states and locals as well, towards your greatest risks, such as Cascadia, Pneumatic Seismic Zone, uh, the medical countermeasure plan that I, that I, uh, that I mentioned. All of that uh, planning, use of project management, stakeholder engagement, understanding uh, vision and, and shared vision and expectation, that leads towards 
a better understanding of risk, but more importantly, better spending understanding of how you would respond towards those risks. Uh, so, so that's on the response side. And then the recovery side, uh, numerous projects on how to uh, best, uh, best develop uh, uh, recovery aspects uh, from a disaster. Uh, all those project worksheets uh, that we're developing in the various communities, all those lead towards better infrastructure or rebuilding of inter- infrastructure. Uh, and then, of course, linking that with hazard mitigation, uh, a more resilient uh, uh, infrastructure. Uh, so I, I think... When you're looking at data sets and how that feeds into, it's all the community, the whole community. Um, and so how do you do that? And that's project management, uh, pre, during, and post-disaster. That's the way to efficiently get towards an end state, a shared vision, either on paper, on via plan, or through projects where you're physically building something. Uh, the project management is the mechanism and the means to, what, spend your money wisely, to to build towards that infrastructure, and then, of course, uh, uh, shared learning through preparedness. What is your advice to future emergency managers uh, vis-a-vis your own experience and those sort of skills and things that they should focus on uh, going forward? Yeah, so the guidance that I would give is emergency management uh, inherently is understanding and manage um, disruptions. Does it, something causes the disruption, something causes disaster, um, and you have to act accordingly towards that. So embrace uncertainty, uh, live to love unexpected uh, activities, uh, bad timing, because it seems like disasters don't actually happen on a good time or when you want it to. Embrace uncertainty and complexity. Uh, and if you're comfortable in that, in that world, you'll be comfortable with emergency management. Well, I want to thank you very much, David, for uh, joining the podcast and for sharing your experiences and your knowledge. We spoke with David Kang who is Director for Planning and Exercise Division of FEMA's Response Directorate. You've been listening to Riding the Wave, hosted by Andrew Boyarski, President of Pinnacle Performance Management and Clinical Associate Professor in Emergency and Project Management at NYU and John Jay College. All thoughts are his own.